Well, welcome to Pastor Talk. This is Pastor Tim here with Pastor Mike. You can see us on the video chat, and we want to apologize in advance for our appearance on the video chat. Now, Mike, I just I think them, I look pretty good. No, I don't no, know what that's the thing, Mike. I told them that so that they would go check out the video chat to see what the problem is, and then be pleasantly oh. surprised when they see what they see. That we're so handsome and good looking. Exactly. So this okay. is our first time on the video chat, so you'll excuse our awkwardness. But that's just who we are, and we welcome you here today. We're here to talk about evangelism, and this is the first time I believe that Mike and I have done pastor talk together ever. And so I'm excited. Ever. I don't even know what we're going to say, but I know it'll be something. And uh, we want to start with evangelism. Now, we know the verse, go into all the world and tell people about Jesus, right? Yeah, Matthew 28, 19. Exactly. Used to be on the back of the sanctuary wall until we repainted. Right. But it's still in your Bible, hopefully. It's never left. And so what does that actually mean? We, we read that and we somehow think that, oh, that doesn't apply to me necessarily because I'm not e evangelist or that's yeah. not my full-time job. I'm gifted in administration. Right. So... But it doesn't have I'm, a caveat for just certain people that can evangelize. It doesn't say only if you enjoy it, only if you're an extrovert, then go into the world <laughs> and evangelize. And so this is for everybody, especially my introvert friends out there. I, I hear you. I know that it can be awkward telling people about Jesus. But if it is something that you love, if it's someone you love, it is uh, should spring up within you and you should find a way to make it known to others. And so how do we do that, Mike? A, B, and C. Done. There we go. Okay. I also wanted to state that it also says to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, I think we were bad enough at evangelizing, and then when we're personally accepting Jesus, we're horrible at taking that first step of obedience and getting baptized, and I deal with that with children and youth all the time. So I just want to throw that out there as we as uh, Christians need to get better at, at that too, just proclaiming to our community, yes, I'm a follower of Christ. I'm getting baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, I am a follower of His. I want to proclaim that. It should be something we are excited to do as opposed to pushing it down the down the road. Well, I think an important part of that is to walk through life with people, right? Salvation is not the finish line. It's the starting line of your Christian race. And right. so you should be able to help people through that process, telling them about Jesus and not just be like, I've told them my work's done. No, I want to help you through this because we know that once you accept Jesus, you still have to fight many battles. You still have to give up sin that will easily ensnare you again. You have to figure out how do I do this whole church thing? How do I live life like a Christian? And so that's where the church comes in to be able to disciple. It's not just the job of a pastor to do that. You should be able to mentor and disciple someone around you. And that's the next step of evangelism is not just telling people about Jesus, but then walking yeah. through life with them. Building them up in their walk. Yes. So uh, doing it. Um, I have a great uh, hero in Christ from my past. And uh, his name is Lane Franks. And he was a gifted evangelist. This is the type of guy... I haven't seen many like him, but this is the type of guy that could be in any situation and start up a conversation with someone about Jesus. And before the, their, their time together ended, that person accepted Christ. He would come up to people in like a gym. Tim just finished working out just 30 seconds ago. That's why you can smell him yeah. through the camera. I got my and, uh, powder right here. Lane is a skinny, short dude. He's like five foot maybe 110 pounds tops. And he'd come up to these guys lifting weights, bench pressing and such, and just look down upon him. And he's, he's Texan and has a Southern draw to it, to his, his uh, accent. And he, uh, he'd look down on him and say, son, if that barbell fell on your neck right now and killed you, you think you'd go to heaven? And typically, if anyone else did that, they'd 
he'd beat him up in the moment right there. Yeah. Right. But with Lane, they'd start having a deep conversation. And within five minutes, he'd be praying with this guy, salvation prayer. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing at a grocery store. Uh, some lady in front of him with a, with a loaf of bread and the Holy Spirit would tell him, talk to her. And you say, ma'am, you know what that loaf of bread reminds me of? Reminds me of Jesus because he said he's a bread of life. And then before she pays for her uh, items, she's accepting Christ into her life as her savior. That's awesome. <laughs> now I have a theory about this and it's not biblical, but I think having an accent helps. It does. I <laughs> so think it definitely does. I want to find out how I can get a Scottish accent and maybe there's a <laughs> class online I can take. And I think that would take my evangelism game to the next definitely, level. Definitely. Now there is a gifting that comes with evangelism. Like that story, there's someone that mm -hmm. is naturally gifted to be able to tell people about Jesus and incorporate it into everyday life. And yeah. that is a gifting, but it's also something that can be learned over time. You can get better at it uh, by doing it. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Just like <laughs> anything in life, if you want to get better at doing something, do it over and over and practice, you know? It, it also involves listening to the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Because that's what he was doing. He would say, go talk to that person and yeah. boom, bam. Yeah. That was a divine situation being set up that god had planned well in advance and so he's just following god in the direction of the holy spirit and therefore he's in the right place right time doing the right thing yeah and so we i know because i'm not a gifted evangelist but there's been times where god has set something up for me to have conversations uh whether they're accepting christ in that moment or it's just a a moment in time that they're he's watering the seeds um just following that Holy Spirit and learning, learning to listen to the Holy Spirit. Right. There's that's the one thing, and the second thing is following through with that. Right. Because I've had those times where the Holy Spirit saying, "Hey, you need to go talk to those people." I'm like, "But that's weird, and I don't feel like it. I don't want to." Yeah. <laughs> and God's like, "All right, I got to get someone else now." Yeah, someone else to does do the work and so they get the blessings. It, but there is a blessing that comes when you mm -hmm. are the one that steps out in faith and does that. You see the the joy in their heart when they accept Christ. You also experience rejection, which is not something we should fear because Jesus was rejected. He said we will be rejected. And so that's often the reason why we don't evangelize. But what if I'm getting my hair cut and I talk to my barber and they think I'm weird? Well, so <laughs> what, right? Ultimately, it does not matter if you are obedient to the Holy Spirit and you follow through on it, then the seed that is scattered is up to the Holy Spirit to do with as he will, right? It's our job to scatter the seed. The Holy Spirit figures out what ground it goes on and how it takes root. Now, the other part of that I would say too is that to be able to uh, be faithful enough to say that, you know, oftentimes when we think of evangelism, we well, I have to be on the street corner and I have to hold up a sign and I have to do all this extreme stuff. Right. Now, that's not what evangelism is. Evangelism is figuring out in your daily life. It doesn't even have to be a separate event, right? As you're going to the gym, as you're going to get a haircut, as you're, you know, parenting your kids at home, right? I mean, there's, they have friends. You can train your kids on how to evangelize, right? They're, they're talkative. They love sharing things. Like if you have kids that are passionate about Jesus at a young age, they're going to want to tell their friends. And so looking for the, the areas of influence that God's given you to be able to share the good news. I mean, keep in mind, this is good news. This is not something <laughs> that we're telling people, you know, we're not trying to con them. We're not trying to tell them something that is going to be harmful to them. This is the gospel. This is good news. And so that's why we want to, we want to tell people. Uh, Jude says, as snatching people out of the fire. So realizing that without Christ, they're heading to hell. And that's not something we want to talk about today either. And to realize that while they're still breathing, there is time on this on this earth that God's given them to receive the good news and not have to go to hell. 
that should motivate us. That should be able to help us think that, oh, well, I have that friend I've known for 20 years. He, he knows I'm a Christian. I mentioned it before. I mentioned it 10 times, so maybe an 11th time is what's going to make the difference. Yeah, you're opening their eyes to the most important decision they need to make in their life. Um, I, Evangeline, I can't even say the word now, <laughs> evangelizing on my behalf, the way God has wired me is more of a period of time and interactions and being an example for particular people around me, whether it's in the work life or, or wherever. And so it wasn't like, for the most part, there wasn't a one-on-one situation of conversation and boom, bam, they accept Christ. Right. Um, it's, it's more of that example of living like Christ, having those conversations when they're open to a conversation, talking about life, talking about God, talking about eternity. Yeah. And over time, that, that builds and builds. And many times in my life is, I've, I've been a part of that watering but I didn't get to see the, the plant flourish. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I wasn't the one there to pray with them yeah. for them to accept Christ. And I'm totally okay with that. Right. Because that's... Well, I think that's the hard part is you feel sometimes defeated because you don't get to see the fruit. And maybe even a family member, you don't know if they accepted Christ at the last moment before they passed away. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, you go and have told people multiple times, you never see them again in your life. You wonder, did that... Did I do anything, right? And so that's the the mind games we play with ourselves is why even try if I don't get to see the fruit? Well, it's not up to us to always see the fruit. There might be a time when God blesses us to be able to see that, but ultimately it's in his hands. And so we just have to be faithful to, like I said before, scatter the seeds. Now, the mm-hmm. other part of that too, I would say is that, you know, with the youth, having worked with the youth, as I mentioned before, you know, what is the, what is the challenges with, you know, sharing the gospel with youth, but also there's a joy that comes because you have a childlike faith a lot of times with them right. when they re- hear it for the first time. So can you speak to that a little yeah. bit? Well, I just feel for the uh, the common churchgoer, you know, being a pastor, talking to people about Jesus every weekend, it's it's kind of cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, yeah, of course I'm evangelizing to people on it on a weekly basis, bi-weekly basis, or twice a week, I should say. Right. <laughs> they show up at our door and we talk. <laughs> That's right. It's easy street. But um, uh, with, with the youth and the, the children, it, it's just... Especially this this last couple of years, they've been aching for something that's real and true, mm. and their heart understands this is what they're desiring. Yeah. So it's been a beautiful time. It's been great through the the couple of decades I've been working with youth, but uh, just recently with just how dark the world has gotten and how much there's so many lies out there yeah. drawing them away from reality, um, they're aching for the truth. And so they, they're salivating yeah. over God's God's words. Yeah. And uh, that desire to be his child, is, is it's there, and they just need to know about it. Right. So it's it's been just so rewarding lately, even if, though some of them still haven't caught it. We've gone through this last season, and you, you can see that they're close, but they still haven't grasped that yet. But yet they keep coming back and yeah. wanting more and more and more. Yeah. So it's been a beautiful thing this last this season. I think realize, too, when people are at their breaking point or when they have a crisis, uh, that's a prime time for them to receive the gospel because they've tried everything else maybe, and they're open to the fact that I can't do this on my own, right? When you have people that are affluent, they have money, the cares of this life, and a lot of times it's harder harder to reach them, not impossible, because, oh, why do I need Jesus? He's just going to be an add-on to my life. And I think the important thing too is to realize that just because people say they've heard about Jesus before doesn't mean they've actually heard about the real Jesus because mm-hmm. there's uh, such a warp, a warped level of who people think Jesus is now that 
that it neglects the actual true gospel that Jesus died to save you, that he loves you. And when people hear Jesus or the Bible, there's all these misconceptions that are thrown out on TikTok nowadays, especially with the youth, that when it seems like they reject Jesus, realize that maybe they've never fully heard the gospel presentation. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just think he was a man and he died and the Bible's written by humans. And so you have to kind of see where they're coming from. And, and that's where relationship is so important because when you understand the whys behind someone is not a Christian or maybe trauma they've had in their life or maybe some hangups they've had or church hurt, when you start to be in relationship with somebody and start to have a seat at the table of their life, you can speak into that and speak life into their situation. But you you don't get to know that by preaching on the street corner, like we said. That's just a one-time shot. Maybe you'll get a few people that way. But it's really through relationship that evangelism can happen, I think, the best way, not the only way. Um, and so still talk to the people that you may have just seen or just know. Um, I've gone to Walmart before and just prayed for people or... or or just met people for the first time and, and see where they're at. But I used to work retail and I w- I'll tell you too, it's, it's hard at your job, for example, because well, I've got stuff to do. It's, it's frowned upon by HR, right? <laughs> you, you have customers that come in and you don't want to just be like, Hey, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? You probably won't be there long. And so you have to be wise. The Bible says we're wise as, as serpents, gentle as doves. So you have to be wise with the job you're at, but there are opportunities, even in, in the job I was at, there's opportunities when you have downtime to be able to talk with someone. What'd you do on Sunday, right? They say, oh, I, I went to the lake or I did this and that. And then they turn it back to you. What did you do? I went to church. It was an awesome time. God's done this in my life. Like that's the opportunities God might give you through conversation. But again, the relationships part is so important. Yeah. I want to reflect back on something you were saying just before you got to the work part there. So I- want to talk about both um the uh the memes out there the little sound clips and everything that been out for the last 10 years or so uh everything is just a little light so people aren't getting the full gospel so the what they know about jesus is what uh, the society is telling them and then yeah. these little sound bites that don't have meat, meat and potatoes because they're not that big right. and uh people want to hear things really quick or read something really fast. They don't want anything long or in depth in either direction. So they're not getting that if they don't have that relationship with, with a Christian, if they're not going to church and, and hearing the gospel preached on a regular basis. Uh, so they don't get that. And now fast forwarding to the, the work situation. I so, I so enjoy that. I I'm stuck in this grass is greener situation, no matter where I was when I was uh, doing the full-time job in ministry on the side, which was more, more or less full, full-time anyway. <laughs> I was like, God, I want to go full-time ministry because I, I can put so much more effort behind it. And now I, now that I have that, I'm missing, oh man, God, I don't have that interaction with people that don't go to church on a regular basis. Yeah. And to be able to have that on a, a daily basis and see so many people because I was in uh, cable business. Yeah. So not only the people who work for me, my my team of, of uh, installers, but going to the individual's houses as well throughout the whole valley. It was just a, a an awesome time to be the light of Christ in so many various homes. Um, but with, with my uh, team and the people that worked around me, I was I was lower leadership. You're upper leadership. I was lower leadership, so uh, I was I was able to be an example with them. And I purposely made this mindset like 
10 years ago because I used to be a bad example at work of a Christian mm-hmm. <laughs> and got me to God got me to a mature point in my life to say no 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 I got to be the opposite I got to be the light in this dark place and so I had that focus and so I was making sure double checking every word that comes out of my mouth before it go, goes out of the mouth and my actions and everything so I would be that good example so the people that I worked with knew that if they had a, a, an important conversation they needed to have they could come to me on that yeah. and my Bible was always out on the desk or in my mm-hmm. work truck and such so they would know they could come to me and have those conversations and it happened so many times yeah now if i was like i was earlier in in my days and being that bad example that would not have worked (laughs) but because i was showing what a true christian would actually look like they were drawn to that yeah and so we could have those great conversations directly at work during those times when you're supposed to be doing those coachings with them i was coaching them just yeah. more important conversations. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, you know, I forgot who said it, but, you know, share the gospel and if needed, use words. It's your life is living an example to others where they see Christ, even if you don't necessarily mm-hmm. tell them about Jesus. They see your Bible. They see your your actions as you go to church or, or that you're praying. And so that will lead them to down a path that, oh, it seems like you have peace. It seems like you're going through this trial and you're not affected by it like I was. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. And so that's the best outlet for evangelism i think in in a lot of ways is again that relationships that is is built now you just have to be led by the holy spirit i think there's a lot of opportunities that we uh neglect just because well i would be uncomfortable or i would face rejection like before but i noticed that too even in the the corporate world you start to think like oh if i just did ministry full-time i could evangelize all day and i could talk to all these people it's not necessarily the case you know as as a pastor there's there's not a lot of people that come in the church, you know, that, mm-hmm. that don't know Jesus, that want prayer. That, And so we have Sunday morning, we have one-on-one mentorship, but it's different than just seeing people that you don't necessarily know. And so, you know, we try to, you know, as much as we go to the grocery store or out and about, we try to look for opportunities that way. But if you are used full-time in the corporate world, you know, God has a, a, a spot for you there yeah. for a reason. And so don't just look for an out as long as God has you there. Look for a way to bring people in to the kingdom. And it doesn't matter if you're in any form of leadership or you're the entry level employee, because I've had employees for uh, underneath me that were just great examples of Christ. And I was drawn closer to Christ because of their words, because of their actions, their conduct. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't, you don't have to be an official position (laughs) to be able to be uh, advance the kingdom of God. Yeah. And if you do do something like a, a more grassroots movement, like we started doing here, I think maybe six, eight months ago, taking our golf cart out and just handing out gift cards to people, talking to them. And through the neighborhood, I've, I've found that that's been something that has challenged me, grown me. It's been uncomfortable. It's, you know, we face rejection. Oh, you're from the church. I don't want to talk to you type of stuff. <laughs> but what I have found by doing that is that people, I mean, it's just a different culture where people don't want to talk to you anymore, right? You come up to the door and we don't do the doors. We just see like whoever's walking around and be like, hey, do you want a gift card? And that's kind of an end to say we're from the church. Can we pray for you? Uh, instead of just, you know, repent, you know, <laughs> and Jesus, re- receive Jesus or going to hell, right? We, tr- we try to look at an approach where get to know them first, even in that small interaction. And so, I mean, I remember even my mom used to go up to like police officers and hand out gift cards and just pray for them. And I love that about her. She would just be led by the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. And so uh, I would just say like, if, if that was something like jumping on a golf cart and driving around was a stretch for me and looking for ways to be stretched, like don't just model something exactly, but 
how is God trying to stretch you, wanting mm -hmm. to stretch you? Maybe there's something that you've seen other people do and you like, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to give up my Friday night. I don't want to, you know, put myself in a position where I'd be uncomfortable. Well, again, it's, it's something that you see the urgency behind it. You see a dying world that needs Jesus. I just see people that you just don't have that one-on-one -on -one conversation anymore to talk to people. Like that's just a lost art. You don't have that with social media and screens right. and people just, you know, wanting to isolate more than ever. There is something powerful where even if they don't accept Jesus on the spot, there's something to be said for, you know, I love you. I'm praying for you. I'm here for you and, and letting that roll yeah. with it. Yeah, we're we're such a society that want, just wants to go in our garage, let it close yeah. with the uh, garage door opener, and uh, just seclude ourselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before I came on staff here, I I tried a little thing. I was inspired by uh, Lane Franks with his loaf of bread and such, and uh, so I was going through my community and knocking door to door because I always had the Jehovah Witnesses and the Mormons coming around and said. Yeah. I'm going to get them back. I'm going to go do this. <laughs> and it is totally not me either. I don't want to infringe on on people and, and what they're doing in their day. I don't want to interrupt them. And it's awkward and weird, so I don't like that either. And, but I, I did it because I felt the Holy Spirit was pushing me to do that, to, to grow me, mature me. And so I do that. I'd, I'd buy a higher-end loaf of bread from Wally World because I was <laughs> right next to my neighborhood and then go knock on some doors and... and I didn't have any really good conversations, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it, is fun. It, it did help me grow. Yeah. I, I've, I've had fun doing it. Uh, you, you have relationships, you have stories to tell, if nothing else, right? Mm -hmm. you, and, and you're planting those seeds. And so um, I, I think don't fear rejection, right? Realize that Jesus was rejected before men and uh, look for those opportunities to, to spread the light of the gospel. Realize that evangelism is not just a title, not just an evangel. I'm, I'm evangelist Tim, right? I, I, that's what I do. That's not the point of evangelism is to go and share the gospel, baptizing them, telling people about the love of Christ. And Build them up in the word. Yeah, exactly. Bring them up in the word. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're all called to do it. We don't have an out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know your evangelism stories. If you have anything to add to the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. And as always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Behringer Tools. Behringer Tools. This is a summer where a lot of people have projects before it gets hot, especially. And so Behringer Tools is there for all your needs, whether you want to raise a barn or or raise a, a level to the wall. And Tim, do they picture. supply trailers? Do they have trailers? Trailers. They, Covered? They, they have whatever you need. And that's a lifetime guarantee, whatever you buy. And also Lady Boss Shoes. Have Lady Boss right Shoes. You can get this exact pair on their website. And uh, we want to thank them. And until next time, thanks comes, for joining us. And it does come Pastor complete Talk. with a business card in the side. There you go. Thanks for joining us. Have a lovely day. Okay.